Here we are with four walls of the church surrounding us, a place of peace, a place of prayer, solace, and you out there on the internet, you're streaming from your home, again, four walls surrounding you, your safe haven protecting you. There is, though, a world on the other side of these walls, experiences, lives led, the drama of human experiences lived in the sweep of geopolitical movements and in the almost silent moments of daily to-dos. Whether within these walls or without, the historical reality of Jesus calls each of us to reflect on how we live our lives. And the season of Epiphany has begun, season that I've always loved, as in New Orleans, it's the season of king cakes and carnival, a building celebration until we hit that fast of Lent. And so our readings move from the birth of Jesus to accounts of God made manifest in His Son born. We read today of the Holy Spirit coming down upon the disciples, the Spirit moving across the depths and through the darkness, and the Spirit descending on Jesus with God's words, You are my Son. Moments of revelation, manifestation of God, God at work. As generations of Christians have entered into the ministry and revelation of Jesus, we too reflect and live into the Christian calling, not just in the safety of these walls, but in a world subject to the push and pull of human failings of sin and pride and the human hopes of forgiveness and mercy and grace. I need not rehearse or remind you of the experiences we have had as a country these past months. What I see, what I see, is that just about everyone seems to be in pain and distress. I see less laughter, fewer smiles, determined grit to overcome, it seems in short supply, at least so far as I read in the news. It's a key challenge, I think, a spiritual challenge. With so many of us enclosed within walls, we've been cut off from the experiences that give life, experiences that give growth, cut off from experiences that allow us to see God at work in this world. Instead, so many of us have become beholden to words, stories, and priorities that are beyond our power to confront, dialogue with, or wrestle with. Several years ago, I was in Birmingham with civil rights pilgrims, and I saw, I touched, the steel door, the bars, that served as one of Martin Luther King's walls, his four walls in a Birmingham jail. 
from within those walls, through his faith, something sprung, a letter, an open letter to fellow clergy, a letter with words and calls like inescapable network of mutuality, garments of destiny, interrelatedness, brutal facts. There are amazing rhetorical phrases and reflections that should challenge you whether right or left, rich or poor, in the majority or in the minority, or just ready to be done with it all and tune it out. Wouldn't it be amazing to be in a prayer group, a prayer group with people who are so filled with trust and love and humility with one another that you could reflect on that letter in the context of the current news in our world? Maybe. For now, one word King used in that letter tension. There are moments in this epiphany season that are filled with tension. If you go back to just January 6th and the interaction between the three wise men and Herod, in that interaction there was tension. Would there be violence? And then the tension of what it means when God, when Jesus enters into a synagogue and begins to teach with power and authority The tension that comes when Jesus interacts with unclean spirits and casts them out. The tension that comes when Jesus walks alongside the Sea of Galilee and looks at disciples and calls them to follow. Would they leave everything? In those moments, tension, as people were stretched to see the revelation of God, being stretched... It's often necessary to open our eyes and expand the reach of our loving arms. King was not afraid of the word tension. While he earnestly opposed violent, violent tension, there is, he said, nonviolent, nonviolent tension that is necessary for our growth. My view, it's a shame that we have been denied, denied by many people and denied by the instrumentalities of state, the tension of nonviolence, and instead experience this season of violent tension. On the first Sunday after the Epiphany, that's today, We see Jesus baptized, the dawning of a ministry and the tension of what that ministry would hold for the world back then, and in our present age, the dawning of Jesus' ministry means that in each of our lives and how we live them, we must think about the inescapable network of mutuality, of interrelatedness, and of brutal facts. A voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. We too are children of God, 
Christ is our brother. We as a whole human race are tied together, and yet can we say God is well pleased? There's tension there, a tension that we might not want to face, or perhaps a strain given all that's surrounding us that we can't bear in this day. That tension, though, is much more easily borne, much more easily borne when we live deeply into the belief in our hearts that we are indeed all God's children, no matter what. King finished his letter. I hope this letter finds you strong in faith. I hope also that circumstances will soon make it possible for me to meet each of you not as integrationists or civil rights leaders, but as fellow clergymen and a Christian brother. Let us all hope that the dark clouds will soon pass away and the deep fog of misunderstanding will be lifted from our fear-drenched communities and in some not-too-distant tomorrow, the radiant stars of love and brotherhood will shine over our great nation with all their scintillating beauty. The wise men began this season for us following yonder star. Jesus is made manifest, God's work among us, the world around us seems pulled so tight. Not always a bad thing, but violence? No, not from the right, not from the left. Take time within these four walls or from the walls of your home Perhaps they've been too much of a jail these past COVID months, the violent tension too much. What grace-filled deeds, what grace-filled actions, prayers and promises might string forth if you take a deep breath and say, God, I am your beloved child. Can a radiant star strike through the shadows cast by the walls surrounding you.